Hi, I'm Rutledge. Hey, I'm Connor. Hey, and we're Friends Stream Sports, and it's Thursday night, and you're here, and you're with us, and thanks for coming out. Connor, I'm so excited about tonight's topic. We're doing like a special edition, different show. What are we talking about tonight, Connor? A uh, big show for everybody out there listening and watching and interacting with us. We're going to be talking about reasons why our hometown of Orlando, Florida, could be a great Super Bowl town. And then we might have some reasons being a little bit more realistic. But we're going to definitely start out hot in the first half talking about why Orlando should host a Super Bowl. Rutledge, I don't know about you. I am psyched to talk about Orlando's qualifications this evening. I know that one thing that bonded us as friendship is we both love sports, especially live sports. And um, going to live sports in Orlando has always been a really good time. There's something about the way the city gets into sports and how events can come together. Um, but before we get into that, and we are playing tonight, we're throwing up the Thursday night game. We're doing some Falcons. We're doing some Panthers. Um, I wanted to share, Connor, here's the next upcoming Super Bowls. So I'm going to try to read this list and return this kick at the very same time, unless you shank it. Um, I didn't That's know if you know. I didn't know if you know. Last week I hung out with my friend Stephen Connor while you were out, but uh, I pulled a French Stream Sports classic. I missed the game-winning field goal right at the end. So someone's got to do it. Well, so, Rutledge, uh, run down these next Super Bowls here real quick. All right, we got 2020. Uh, 2020. This last one this year was Miami. Next, you have Tampa this year, SoFi Stadium in L.A. That place is so cool. Um, Glendale, Arizona, host of the Cardinals, is 2023. 2024 is vacant, and we'll talk about that in a second. And 2025 is New Orleans. The reason 2024 is vacant is the New Orleans Super Bowl got moved with, um, with a complication with some Mardi Gras scheduling, so that's why the Super Bowl is not going to be in 2024, but it's in 2025. And I feel like, wasn't the Super Bowl just in NOLA anyway? Yeah, Super Bowl uh, is a pretty big time mainstay in NOLA, but for good reason. Good party town. Uh, lots of folks are super excited to go down to NOLA. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, why not have another Super Bowl in New Orleans? Right. I mean, my dad did say that one of his all-time most favorite football games he ever went to was when he went to a live Super Bowl. When he went to a live football game in the Superdome, he said it's cool. So, Connor, to you, give like a quick little overview to our viewers out there of what do you think makes a good Super Bowl town? And then we're going to go through each individual Orlando reason. You share your take, I'll give mine. Yeah, you know, I think I think good Super Bowl town you got to have there's really two things to consider, right? You got to have uh, you got to have good exterior or window dressing if you will on the outside. You got to you know the game is awesome and there's the the game is so much fun to be a part of and to watch and to be at and just big time memorable performance. But there are as time has progressed, there are so many big things that go on besides the Super Bowl. Right, not just all the skills challenges and things like that, but within cities, there's things to do. People travel to the Super Bowls, uh, so I think that being able to be a city that has a lot to offer besides just watching the Super Bowl is very important. And the other thing on the inside and the interior is uh, the infrastructure. That that's what the N stands for. There is infrastructure, right? You gotta have you gotta have a good um, you know good airport. You gotta be able to get around. You gotta have uh, you know, 
you got to be able to have a lot of hotel rooms. You got to be able to have uh, a lot of just the ability to hold all that amount of people and the regular amount of people in that city. So I think yet again, number one on the outside, just things to do besides the Super Bowl and just that infrastructure piece of uh, good airport, getting around, good hotel rooms, a lot of hotel rooms, things like that. What about you, Rutledge? What are some of those things that come to mind for you? I mean, a lot of those things are really are really important, and a lot of those things are what we're going to go through tonight. To me, is the Super Bowl, and this is just who I am. When you're traveling, you're probably going with your bros. You're squatting up. You're going out there. It just needs to be this. Oh God, um, the Super Bowl needs to be just a really good time. Wherever you go, it's got to be a really cool trip because tickets are expensive. Um, you know, travel is expensive. You're going to get some gouged hotel rooms. You got to get out there and just really enjoy being there. So I call it like the bro vibe trip that you got to say, Hey, um, I went to the Super Bowl in NOLA just because it's so frequent. And we also did XYZ and we hit up this place and we ended up in this place at three in the morning. And those, all those different things have to kind of come together. So let's go through and let's see, let's talk about what we really think makes Orlando great. So what's the first thing we have on our list, Connor? What's the first thing we want to kind of talk about that makes Orlando great? Village, talk about, talk about why uh, just the experience of Orlando and talk about the experience of being in Orlando for a big event. Yeah, so I mean, Orlando is built for a big event. When it comes down to something like a Super Bowl, um, Orlando, unlike Falcons on fourth down, Orlando is built to convert people. You know, when you go on our county website, one of the things is, do you want to work for Orange County and join our convention center during this coronavirus time frame? Um, the mayor of Orange County, Florida, has really worked hard at. Um, they can't because of the business, but they want to bring the convention business back. So there's a lot of hotels around here. There's a lot of restaurants. I will always give kudos out to City of Orlando. My wife and I went to dinner on the Saturday before WrestleMania. You remember when WrestleMania was in town, right, Connor? Oh, um, yeah. And WrestleMania, to me, is a bigger worldwide event than the Super Bowl. I love the Super Bowl. But, I mean, there's people on the floor. There's people in the sky. There's people in the street. So that's... And I remember just being out and it was like, yeah, it's a busy night for dinner, but I didn't feel like, oh, there's this event and all this is going on and I can't do anything. Didn't take until I saw like 12 different Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirts walk past me. I was like, oh wait, I think WrestleMania is here. So Orlando can really sort of handle that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. What about getting the people here, Connor? How do you feel about getting them here? Oh, you know, I think, uh outside of just driving which Orlando uh, you know can can you know you can come at it from a variety of different ways I think the airport is a really good uh, it's it's set up to handle getting a lot of people in uh, we're getting the brand new terminal which I think is going to be really really critical uh, you know for not just Super Bowl but just life in general for uh, getting in and out of Orlando but then I also think that um, yeah, I think I think that Orlando, the airport of Orlando, kind of gets thrown under the bus uh, somewhat. But the you got to remember, it is such a tourist city that the signage is already set up for people that might not necessarily know where they're going. So getting people in and out of the airport, uh, it's not like it's not like uh, 
Orlando is a, a decently sized city, decently enough sized city that we could be even talking about having a Super Bowl in Orlando, but it's not so big that the airport is just an hour away from everything. You know, you can you can get to where you need to go in the airport. And I just threw an interception for those listening on the podcast. Uh, and uh, you yeah, got I turned over like the airport would turn over all these people for the Super Bowl. I got turned. Mm, way to way to uh, way to keep me back on track there, Rutledge. But yeah, I think the airport for Orlando could handle not just handle it but excel in that. So uh, talk about talk about some of the things to do besides the Super Bowl, right? Just as I mentioned, you got to have that. What are, what are some of those things? Um, the cool thing in Orlando here. So let's not go and not dodge the big thing. We have the Magic Kingdom is like the number one visited theme park in the world. Um, Universal Studios is an extremely cool place. And anytime there's a bowl game in town, teams are usually in one of those theme parks. Um, There's a multitude of different breweries. There's golf courses. There's there's different types of restaurants, which are built for any type of budget. You know, you can go out and have a really nice meal in Orlando for 20 bucks. From a local, oh, big time pressure. Huge sack as I was crushing this take. Um, you can go out and have a really nice meal in Orlando for 20, like you can have a good meal for $20. You can go for have a $200. So it's gonna fit that clientele of people everywhere. And even before um, COVID-19, Orlando was really good at being on the front of all this type of stuff. A good example, is when we went to digital menus because you know it's safer in restaurants i feel like we as a town adapted to that very well i've talked to other people that don't live in the area and their hospitality business is not very forward front so um, being from augusta when the masters comes through growing up where the masters are at you always had spring break at the same time as the masters because the local schools just wanted to shed the traffic and the pressure of the locals having to be around. And when I first moved to Augusta, everyone talked about master's traffic, master's traffic. And there's maybe eight or 10 hotels built in Augusta that don't go really into the into the black until that week comes. Well, Orlando doesn't have that problem. You know, we have the restaurants, we have the hotels, we have the space, um, we have the experience. So you're not going to go into a restaurant on Super Bowl weekend in Orlando and then not even think you're ever going to get a table because the kitchen doesn't even know what to do with all the tickets that just came out. McCaffrey is a machine. Oh, Oh, got him at the ankles. Falcons defense, it doesn't quite know what to do with Christian McCaffrey. No, the Falcons defense. The Falcons, the one Super Bowl that I wondered how they handled it, do you remember when the Super Bowl was what? It was in Houston how many years ago? Five, six years ago? Something like that, yeah. And they were like charging $20 drinks in the stadium. And I've never been to Houston. I've heard it's cool, but I didn't picture Houston as a town with NRG Stadium being able to sort of take on all these crowds. So I think Orlando's really kind of built to handle that what about game day connor what's game day going to be like at super bowl in orlando well uh i think game day would be game day would be awesome in in a orlando super bowl uh and you got to think about as i mentioned before the other thing to consider are you got to have hotel rooms you got to have a lot of hotel rooms you got to touchdown connor touchdown uh as usual i get in the lead just wait till the fourth quarter uh to our viewer out there uh, to watch me blow it 
but you got to have hotel rooms. Orlando has plenty of hotel rooms. Uh, you know, being a very conference-oriented town, um, not you, you not only have a lot of hotel rooms, but a lot of hotel rooms at different price points throughout the city, near near various things. So um, you got to be able to. I think one of the critical positives of Orlando would be, you know, having I drive on Super Bowl Sunday, you know, shuttles running eight hours ahead of the game time to get people down, get people down to Camping World Stadium. Uh, you've got, um, you know, all over the city, you're, you'd have all the, I think you'd have a lot of great Disney hotel uh, opportunities, maybe not deals, but you would, you'd have the folks that maybe would bring their family and would shell out some serious cash. But I think Disney would deliver on that. So I think kind of pregame, game day, experience would be great and i think that the city itself would really come together to help make sure that uh you'd, you'd be able to pull that off in a big big way so um but you know I, I touched on it a little bit but rutledge talk about getting down to the stadium talk about the downtown experience on on game day for the super bowl i think something that uh, before i jump into that I, a thought just occurred to me with the downtown experience and the game experience, um, one thing that I like about the idea of having an Orlando Super Bowl is as a local, you're not, you know, like you're going to see it on TV, but we have major football games here every single year. As a local, when you're sitting in Orlando, because Orlando has this very spread out geography, you're not going to be impacted by the fact that the Super Bowl is here. It's not going to be like certain other towns where if you go there and you're like, well, you know, now I have to dodge the Super Bowl traffic all the time. Orlando's really going to do well with having that traffic and having it. So game day at the stadium. So we have um, Camping World Stadium, which is just a name that just rolls off the tongue here. The, the Citrus Bowl, located just outside of downtown Orlando. Um kind of and it's off of a toll road known as the 408 so huge plus for having this event experience because it allows you to let people get in and out um, if you're taking an uber your uber driver is definitely going to know about these toll roads and you're just going to be able to float through so that's going to be great um, one thing that impressed me about camping world stadium so a couple years ago um, connor you know i'm a huge jimmy buffett fan and he did a concert he did a concert downtown at Camping World Stadium. And um, Anna Marie and I said, well, hey, let's go. We're going to get there. There we go. Um, tied up touchdown, touchdown Falcons for all those on the podcast. Relish is coming back as usual. Um, but anyways, we went to the Jimmy Buffett concert. We stationed up. We got settled. And as we were getting settled, we like had some beers downtown. We walked around. Um, we went up to where the Amway Center is, uh, home of the Orlando Magic, and they had just free city-provided shuttles. And they had contracted with a charter bus company, and all that charter bus company was doing was just driving you to the stadium and dropping you off. And then when it was over, the charter buses and the city buses were just all lined up there, and they would pick up everyone and then take them back. And I thought that was really great because... Um, instead of like what other cities would do, our stadium, like most stadiums, is built in an area that's a little bit older, a little residential, so the roadways can't handle all that traffic. So Orlando just gets in front of it, and they say, um, hey, you know, we're going to take care of this. 
I have a friend, he's a Pats fan, and he never goes to Dolphin games because he says going is there is okay, it's hot, but leaving Hard Rock Stadium because of where it is in Miami is just a pain. Orlando has built it to where you can get out of the Citrus Bowl easily. I know even um, I go to the Daytona 500 every year. Love it. Have a really good time. I might wear jorts. Same play and same takeoff run by Christian McCaffrey. Um, but when it works, it works, right? Mm-hmm. But I go to the Daytona 500, and the only part that, that really is rough is after you get out, you can park, you can walk, you're fine. Getting out of there, Volusia County Sheriff set up and Florida State Patrol, and they shove you down all the back roads to where you just sort of pop out into land after two hours. So Orlando's not going to have that commute problem because the city can kind of build it. Um, and then you can kind of get to the stadium. That's so, a good point, Rutledge. You know, you've got, uh, and, and we would know this being Orlando City fans, and back in the day doing Orlando City games at the Citrus Bowl, uh, there are a lot of ways to be able to get on the highway quickly from Camping World. So it really, it really is a lot of uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to get out of town very quickly. And I think that Orlando would have have all their wayfinding set up pretty pretty easily. Um, you know, I think that you know another quick story. You know, I am one of those very few people. I call myself. The white unicorn. You know why? That, you know why I call myself white unicorn, Rutledge? Because you don't go outside enough. Uh, that and I actually grew <laughs> up here in Orlando. Uh, yeah, the the white unicorn would be the name of myself after our promo that we cut last night. That's for sure. Uh, but <laughs> you know, growing up in this in Orlando, did not grow up near the theme parks, right? Everyone thinks if you're in Orlando, you know, you're always just right by the theme parks, theme parks, theme parks. You could have told, you know, my growing up experience was Disney World was 45 minutes away, and outside of that, it was like it was in another planet. You had to, you had to really make an effort to get down there. Look at that, look at that tightrope. Oh, man. Touchdown Panthers. But, um, no, I think that if you didn't want to be involved in the Super Bowl, if you didn't want to know what was going on, you could I'm pausing to try to challenge that. Oh no! Don't challenge it. I can't challenge it. For our for our viewers out there, it looked like Connor tiptoed his way down the line. I'm pretty sure he probably would have stepped out. If this is a real life game, and I was bringing the pressure. So, solid oh, play, I'm Connor. Not, yeah, I'm, I'm way not that athletic. Uh huh. But oh my god! Uh, All right, well we're getting back in there. Okay, oh, you yeah. were saying, or oh, Disney World was 45 minutes away. Yeah, Disney World's 45 minutes away, right? You're in Orlando. There's a ton of people in Orlando, but come Super Bowl Sunday, you know, it's not like they got to get out of town, right? They're still living their lives. They probably won't even have traffic uh, to contend with. There might be a couple extra folks. There might be a little bit extra, uh, but I think that where everyone would be staying, it would be it would be so close to uh, it'd be so close to the to the venue, and and so. Uh, you know, just so right, you know, it would be all confined. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. So they could go and just enjoy the game and do the Super Bowl things. And other folks in Orlando, they could go through and not even watch the Super Bowl, which would be a real shame, but they could do it. Yeah, I think there will be a good pickup around here because um, Orlando, even though we are in the state of Florida, home of the Florida State Seminoles and the Florida Gators, Orlando is an NFL town. 
So I think um, the locals in the town that would be really into it would be a part of it. But you're right, there are a lot of people that would not be bothered by it at all. And I think that is, that's just a massive benefit because, you know, and I'll even speak from where we live. We live 10 minutes near Disney World and there's never been one weekend, with the exception of maybe Disney World Marathon where they close down roads, to where I've gotten up and been like, well, it's Saturday and the Magic Kingdom is about to be busy. Um, I can't even drive to the grocery store. And you think about, you know, Disney World is the number one visited area. And Orlando is the number one tourist destination in America. So all of those sort of combine that this town can take it. And we sound, <laughs> we sound like we're going to football war, Connor. This town can take it. But um, the big thing. I what the Super Bowl is. Football war. Football war. Of course, our game tonight would not be a Super Bowl. Spoiler, our halftime hot take would be about what Super Bowl we would want to see. Um, we didn't plan to talk about this, but before we get into our last reason, if there was a Super Bowl, would you go? A Super Bowl in Orlando? Mm-hmm. I I would pay. I don't know. Uh, I would have to go for free. I'd have to go if someone else's ticket won a contest. I don't know if I'd pay. I uh, I've always wanted to go to. I don't. I've always wanted to go to a Super Bowl. I would of course see how much tickets were, but I would be the type of person that when ticket like when it got announced and tickets would drop like on the first day by the way touchdown falcons relative is going for the extra point we're about to tie it up um, when tickets dropped on that very first day i would maybe look at buying my tickets then and then uh going from there and if it was like a super bowl i didn't want to go to like i don't want to go to a like giants versus i'm trying to even think of who the other side of the coin would be like, Giants versus Broncos. I'm really not interested in making all the effort to go into the Super Bowl. I would sell those tickets. But if it was, you know... Nice right. But I think I would make an effort to try to go, or at least go be around what was going on. So speaking around oh, going on... Oh, oh, man. Like, so that's another question. Like, yeah. Being, being, down, being downtown, that, that could be fun. Uh, just, oh, yeah. you know, going to the Super Bowl would be, that might be a little too much. When, when the game started, that might be uh, exit stage left for the old con man. I def I mean, I could definitely see you at least being, I, for people out there, I know exactly how this day is going to go. Relative is going to have his Super Bowl tickets. Connor is going to go downtown. And then as soon as it gets to the point where it's like 30 minutes to kick off and I'm about to step onto my shuttle to the stadium, Connor's going to say, I'm out. And Connor will be home watching the start of the Super Bowl while I am there. It's probably exactly well, what would happen. Yep. I'm still going through bag check number three, and Connor's watching the pregame show. Oh, yes. Huge wow, sack. sack. Damn, that's big time. All right, let's sack so, out this. Do you have any, do you have any, do you have any other big uh, experience and memories at Camping well, World? Before we even talk about that, I want to cover our... I have an Orlando City story, but I want to cover our last reason to sort of close this of why Orlando should host a Super Bowl since we have 50 seconds to go. Okay. Our big reason, in my opinion, for why we should host a Super Bowl, you can, like, bring your family. And everyone can come down. And what is it? You get a little older, money gets a little tighter, you talk about, hey... Now we have to sit there and play the budget. I'm going down to the Super Bowl with my boys. We're going to NOLA. 
Like, this is where you can sit here and instead of it being a, you just go to the Super Bowl, um, you bring the family down, you bring the kids down, you bring the friends down, you bring a youth group down, whoever. It's like, all right, we're going to do Disney for like three days. And then on Sunday, Rutledge and Connor are going to go to the game. And y'all go to Magic Kingdom or something on Sunday. It's an experience to where everyone can kind of come be a part of it. And there's a lot for a lot of people to do. So you can turn it into a family trip, which usually gets people more excited about what's happening. Um, that sort of gives it... I've gone on family... My family, we used to go to a lot of sporting events, travel. We would go and we would kind of take the family, but I'd feel bad for my brother and sister when there wasn't anything for them to do. And my dad and I were going to go to whatever game we were at. So that's the big thing. What is your take on the family aspect of the Super Bowl, Connor? Oh, I think, I think you could make this a big-time family event. I think that the Orlando Super Bowl would be the big time, the biggest family event, maybe of an entire decade, uh, because of the reasons that you just said, right? Mom and dad can, you know, mom and dad could go do oh. their thing, touchdown, Panthers. Look at Cam. Uh, I and I kept. I, I wanted to talk a little bit more, so you know, I wanted to make sure we went through this sequence here, a few more plays, uh, but. No, big time family event. You got the beach, you got golf, you got Disney, you got Universal. Uh, you know, as you said, you get a couple families down there. The VRBO type situation. Super Bowl Sunday. Connor and Rutledge go to the Super Bowl. Other folks go to the beach. You know, kids go to the beach with their friends. It's a win-win-win. It's a triple threat. It's a true triple threat. So as we take it into that. We're going to kick off in this last, and then we're going to kick off and do our halftime half take. And then our second half is going to feature, while we, I mean, there's a really solid argument. I think Roger Goodell should be, if Roger Goodell is watching our show, or the owner of the Houston Texans, they need to get it together and say, hey, 2024, pack your bags, we're going to Disney World for the Super Bowl. Enough Pro Bowls. Roger Goodell listens to this show. Oh, you know what we didn't mention, which I want to kind of say? The Super Bowl would be good weather. Camping World's an outdoor stadium, and you have it late enough in February to where I really think you could make this happen. So I think, to me, there's like no, you know, I know we're gonna we're gonna oh, I just tried that for out there and threw a pick right at the end. You're not down. You're not down. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to pitch it to somebody. No one was around. <laughs> I didn't know what button it was. You heard Connor push every single button as he tried to figure out what pitch was here in the broadcast. All right. I'm going to kick. We're going to pause. We're going to do halftime hot takes. Um, and I also have a live score update. We're not watching the Falcons game, but my Georgia Southern Eagles are playing the University of South Alabama. Or as we stay in Statesboro, they're trying to beat USA today, Connor. So I want to do a live update here at halftime hot takes. Let's do it. All right, so we hit the pause. Here we go. So the score in Statesboro, Georgia, is your Georgia Southern Eagles 3, USA 3. Georgia Southern just had a huge QB sack, so we like what we're seeing. It's 9.50 left in the second. All right, what are we talking for halftime hot takes this week, Connor? Who would you want to see in the Super Bowl in Orlando? Which two teams would actually get your butt in the seats for the Super Bowl? So, Connor, you said you weren't going to go. So who would make you sort of change your mind and call me up and be like, Relage, you got that extra ticket? 
Yes, I think for me, Tampa Bay Bucks uh, get all all their mulleted fans and all their mullet glory, uh, be it the near hometown type situation. Versus, here's the here's the critical thing. People, I, I know this is a family show, and I'm going to keep it clean, but no one parties in Orlando, uh, from my experience. Like if you're from a bitter cold city in the middle of winter, and where is the bitter, most bitterest, coldest city in the NFL that would happen in the middle of the winter? That's right, Buffalo, New York. I'd want to see Bucks. I'd want to see Bills. I'd want to see Mullets. I'd want to see Bills Mafia uh, just breaking tables uh, right in front of the Magic Kingdom Cinderella's Castle. So that's what would get my butt in the seats for that game. What about oh, you, Rutledge? Oh, you! I'm. I would love to see you go through a table on on Bills Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Um, I like you. I'm going to go. I like the Bills idea, and I kind of want to go a little different. Um, I would want to see, I, of course, want to bring in two teams where the game is just sort of wild. I think if this year was Bucks bills here, I think that would be incredible. But to me, I want to bring in two franchises that have been known to be kind of successful. So I'm going to go Saints-Chiefs. And here's why. Um as long as Sean Payton is in New Orleans, even after Drew Brees rides off into the sunset, I think that they will still find a way to make that system work really well, considering what he even did for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think Saints would be a really good aspect. I think Chiefs would be Chiefs would be so cool. You bring Patrick Mahomes and his little kid football, and uh, with maybe without quarterbacks coach Matt Kafka, because he'll be a head coach soon. Um, but you bring them together. The enemy gets a head coaching job first. I, you know what? I think that's going to be something we're going to have to see later down the road. But mm. um, as a look at it, I think also those two fan bases are extremely passionate. You know, if there's one thing that we're talking about today, I know some Falcons fans, some Panthers fans, but Saints fans and Chiefs fans are kind of like that breed, like Bills fans, or even you call out to, um, you know, I even cherish out to my own Seahawks fans or Packers fans where it's that bitter cold area for some reason, cold weather or just true culture in a town breeds really powerful NFL fans. I think it would be, I was, I picked Saints because when I left New Orleans after a birthday, we were flying home and you were sitting there and it was, um, Bucks were playing the Saints and it was in Tampa. And my flight attendant was like, well, thank you for flying Frontier and go Bucks." And the hoodat that erupted through the plane, Connor, like shook the plane. Like I thought, I was like, you can't yell hoodat that loud in this plane. We're going to break this Frontier plane in half. So I, uh, I think it'd be really cool to get two very passionate fan bases together in Orlando and just watch what happens, you know, and just like what, what happens on the battlefield of Orlando. The battlefield of Orlando. So there, there you go. That's our halftime hot takes. That is our now halftime hot takes. Starbucks, maybe presented by Google. Google, please sponsor us. My name is Relige, and I would be sponsored by Google or Starbucks. Please sponsor me more than Connor. <laughs> yes. Shall we continue, Relige? Let's get into it. Now we're going to do part two. And Connor, I know this is going to hurt your heart a little bit because you're a hometown hero, but we're going to talk about... Why Orlando would not be a good Super Bowl town. It's okay. I'm tough. I can handle it. I can maybe even come up with some good takes as to why they wouldn't be a good town. 
Well, and that's the case, you get to get things started. What is our number one, what is the first thing we put on our list or why this is not a good Super Bowl town? Oh, what uh, a outside pick. This interception that came through right out of the chutes here. Uh, I would say, first and foremost, Orlando. I love Orlando. It's my hometown city. Unfortunately, Orlando is the number three or number four city in, in the state of Florida. There's three other places that, uh, you know, could, could, would, and have hosted Super Bowls before in Jacksonville, Tampa, and Miami. And, you know, the NFL wants to spread it around. Uh, there's... You know, Miami is probably the most international city uh, in in at least the eastern part of the country. I would say Miami is probably a more international city than New York City. Uh, you know, Tampa uh, with the NFL stadium, uh, which we're going to get to here in a little bit, and then Jacksonville with its vicinity to Atlanta, and yet again, it's Duval NFL Stadium. Duval for the win. So Orlando just. You know, it's it starting behind the eight ball because it is the fourth city in or in Florida. Yeah, I can really take with that. I mean, the the when you think of Orlando, you think a Disney thing. Really hurts our initial come out the gate Super Bowl time because you think, oh, you know, I'll just do. You know, it's like what is there in Orlando besides just Disney World? We still get that today as locals, so. Um, and I consider myself kind of a local. I lived here for a while. So I think that that would really hurt us in the long haul. Julio with a touchdown. I just want to take a second to talk about Madden Julio is just not even a human being. You can throw it near him and he catches it. Madden Julio is pretty good. Madden Julio you know is crazy good. good. Oh, wait. Is I-4 traffic. That's true. So I got distracted as I scored a touchdown. It's a tie game. This is probably our highest scoring game ever, Connor. But um, our perception of his hits and the biggest perception you have in Orlando is I-4. That's mm -hmm. a great segue, and thanks you for bringing me back on track. Is um, yeah. I have a friend. I was on the phone with a good friend of mine, and he's like, oh, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm driving through downtown. I'm going somewhere. He goes, you're not on that I-4, are you? I was like, why? He says, because every time I come down to your town, uh, that road's changed like eight times. I don't even know where I'm going, and it gets faster and faster. And, oh, excuse me, and I will say even as a local, I drove down I-4 one way, and then I had to go to that same side of town the next day, and the part of the road that I used the day before was not there. We went on a whole other road. Connor, you grew up around I-4. How did you do that? It's like the Thunderdome. Two, two cars enter, one car exits. And you just gotta be, you just gotta be ready for it. Actually, uh, when I was in grad school, I had to drive, do a lot of driving uh, through town. And what I would tell people is, I would just say, you know, I just, I just take it in. I sit down. I, I say it's gonna, it, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be a thing. You gotta be ready for it. I four is not something that if you're trying to get through town quickly, that you do. It's more of just, we're just gonna deal with I four. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to make this happen here. Um, so yeah, I four is no no good, man. And uh, uh, with that, I know we've talked about the confined spaces of the you know where everyone would stay. But the unfortunate part is that if I four was having a bad traffic day, uh, <clears throat> you know that could really hinder people getting to the stadium. And I'm about ready to throw another pick. Oh man! 50, 
There we go. So, um, no, I-4 would be a, a real bummer when it came to getting to the stadium. You would almost not even want to use that road at all. And Roger would definitely have a problem getting to the game because Roger would probably take I-4 because uh, he's a very economical man and wouldn't want to have to pay the tolls. Yeah, I definitely, when I think about this, I think, is Roger Goodell going to have a private helicopter for him to get to the game with the rest of the owners? Or are they just going to be in the stadium ridiculously early? Because you can't leave in Orlando, for those of you that are listening that have never been here to visit us, if you were to go to the Super Bowl and you were wanting to get there at like, let's say kickoff was at 6. If you left your hotel room, which is 30 minutes away, at 6, you're not going to make it. You will get stuck in traffic and you will see the second quarter live. Because that's just, and you're right, it's just something that we kind of deal with. We are under the I-4 Ultimate Project, which started when I moved here, and I don't know when it stops. So, uh, I-4 is the big thing that we got to kind of sort of rip on, but there's also, outside of I-4, once you get off I-4, Connor, you know, what do you go do in downtown Orlando? Yeah, that, that's another thing, is Orlando, you know, is can be good on the bar scene side of things, and and uh, can do all that, but uh, unless you want to do the, you know, the obligatory NFL fan zone that'll be 300 bucks, you know, if you actually just want to go hang out downtown ahead of time, uh, that is not specifically all that set up for. It, it'd have to be a tailgate type feel, which I don't think the NFL wants. Uh, you know, I, I've been to both of the Orlando City soccer games when the Citrus Bowl was sold out. Actually, fun fact, I was at a 90, 1994 World Cup game with Ireland. I was five years old at the time, so I forget who Ireland played uh, in a sold-out Citrus Bowl. But, uh, you know, you, the downtown scene would get way too crowded way too quick. Just, you know, there's a couple there's a couple spots and a couple streets that would have bars set up and be able to do that well, but that would get sold out very, very, uh, not only very quickly, but, you know, there's not... I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's the amount of really good football game day restaurants. You have a couple, but you would still really struggle on, on that scene as there are some good restaurants, but that'd be more of the dressing up, going out type situation as opposed to, uh, you know, just, hey, we're here for the Super Bowl. We're going to get our burgers, slam a couple beers and be on our way. I don't think that the downtown scene in Orlando could do that, um, do that well. So... Christian McCaffrey with the big old, big old user juke there. Because you had like four uh, chop blocks on that play that Madden never called. Oh, Madden never calls those chop blocks. Those were uh, nasty. Relish. So, so I, I mentioned, I mentioned the stadium life downtown, or not downtown, at the stadium right before the game. Uh, any other, any other things right at the stadium that would be kind of a downer for a uh, Super Bowl in Orlando? Yeah, um, I want to stay on the downtown topic for another like. 30 30 seconds and then i'll d jump into there i agree with you 100 percent on downtown i think the other thing to add that is a secret thing that you don't know is all of orlando's bars and i've given downtown a lot of tries all of orlando's bars and restaurants and out and atmospheres are really really small so even one of my favorite restaurants used to be a german restaurant that existed downtown it had maybe 15 tables and it went under because there was no market for it so you would definitely even before social distancing get overcrowded 
and you mentioned the tailgate piece, which we've done, but Camping World Stadium is built just outside of downtown in an older part of town. It's not like the Orlando City Stadium where you can go park downtown, find your local small place, which also they can get overrun on Orlando City game days, and that's only 20,000 fans sold out, which doesn't happen. Um, but the big problem with the Citrus Bowl is, well, there's a couple little parking lots that they own for the area, which are just basically sandboxes, like sand pits. Most of Camping World Stadium is owned by older businesses. So I went when the Falcons played the Dolphins in the preseason Dolphins game here in town. Um, I wanted to go. My friends who were Falcons fans lived here at the time. My wife had never been to an NFL game, so we're like, let's go. We parked in some guy's like auto glass and car repair um, business to where he also locked his chain link fence around everyone's cars right before we went into the game. And we paid like $25 just to park in this guy's lawn. For a preseason game. For a preseason game. For a preseason game. Not the Super Bowl. And there was a lot of people there. I was surprised. There was a lot. That was the night I learned of the Miami Dolphins fight song. Have you ever heard the Miami Dolphins fight song, Connor? I can't say that I have, Rutledge. I will text it to you later. It is a just 1960s like is it better than turnover chain it is it is its own category of different it is as if like 1960s country wrote a march it's just it's not a fight song it's not a country song it's a little bit of everything miami dolphins number one um but i say that to say the preseason game definitely the citrus bowl parking there was crowded and then the stadium just wasn't you know while there's seats the stadium, you could tell, was not ready to have people. I think they underthought the preseason game was going to be busy. Um, we got up to get, like, third-quarter beers, and they were sold out of beer. They were just like, we're done. Like, oh, because like, of the drinking laws? No, we're out. So No more beer. No more beer. And I know that Miami Dolphins fans are secretly known to be a little wild, but it was just totally no beer. So Camping World Stadium, as cool seems like it can be and even when i went to that jimmy buffett concert there's just the city has tried really hard to make the stadium cool and they have good events they have um they have um some college football games they have bowl games they have the classic they have a lot of cool stuff but just for some reason whenever those events there camping world stadium just seems to have forgotten that events are busy and can't handle it what do you think of camping world stadium you know, I was at the I was at the uh, Citrus Bowl, uh, the bowl formerly known as Citrus, I should say, this past year, Alabama versus Michigan. You know, it's uh, it's it was fine. It was fine for what it was for a New Year's Day bowl game. But you know, I think as we you know, I I go back to kind of what we read earlier with all of the different uh, Julio again. Julio uh, is all just the, all the different Super Bowls, right? You've got. Your, your, if your football stadium isn't brand new, it better have a pirate ship in it, a la Tampa Bay, or better be, you know, the Superdome or the Rose Bowl, which I can't even remember the last Rose Bowl uh, that hosted, you know, year that the Rose Bowl hosted the Super Bowl. So uh, the stadium is a little old, you know, it's not, it's not fresh to death uh, like some other 
like some other of uh, the newer stadiums would be. And, you know, I, I think that there's some NFL guys that would really not be excited about it just because it's not, you know, it's not super nice. It's, you know, it's not an NFL stadium. It uh, was good for what it was for, but it's, you know, it, it, need, it needs some work for sure to be able to uh, hit, that, hit that Super Bowl mold and hit that Super Bowl model. Yeah, I mean, Camping World Stadium is definitely, if you're a high school football player and you're playing state championships, it's a really cool place to be. Oh, I've played there in high school football games. It was a blast, so, but you're 15 at the time. Right. You're 15. It's big. You're there. So did you guys win that game that you played at Camping World? I am undefeated in Camping World Stadium. You've heard it here first. Connor is undefeated. How was the – so give it give it for the viewers, how was the Alabama-Michigan game at Camping World? Because that's not a Super Bowl, but those are two pretty big, like – NFL caliber size college football fan bases. Yeah. Yet again, I think uh, the NFL, the thing that the thing that the college game has over the NFL when it comes to Camping World is that the tailgate scene is very, you know, that's very, uh, you know, that that's locked and loaded, right? Because there's a lot of field, a lot of open space, things like that. Um, but that's what it is. It's a field. It's a field, and Florida, Florida grass is sandy. Uh, Super Bowl is a little bit more wine and cheese crowd, a little bit more corporate crowd than, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do our tailgating here with our, you know, with our beer cheese dip, you know, and our hot dogs and, and keep it real. Um, so that I, I think that would be a downer when it came, comes to the NFL. You know, I, I, if I was Jay Z, I wouldn't imagine Jay Z wanting, you know, at the Super Bowl in Orlando, hanging out in sandy grass. You know, doing doing my thing. So um, nope. it was. It's good for what it is in that college game day. Um, but you know, in terms of playing Super Bowls there and the pregame experience, I think that uh, unfortunately, Camping World would would come lacking. I think somewhere else we're going to lack in Camping World that we haven't talked about is weather. So we live in the Sunshine State. But and we've had the past couple Pro Bowls, and I've been wanting to go to the Pro Bowl, but I haven't gone, not because of ticket price, but because when the Pro Bowl's been here, that's about that time that random nasty Orlando cold weather hits. And if you haven't, and this is where usually it could be beautiful, it, it could, could let it, let it could be beautiful. It could be in the 70s. You could even just wear your jersey and like or your hoodie and shorts, and you'd feel very comfortable, and the weather would be incredible. Or it's in the 50s it's hazy rain to where it's raining but it's not you're not wet but but you are wet and you're not having a good hair day and your face is moist you're moist all day yes or and then but it's also cold because the wind sort of hits and it's been gray true font with another pick and he stays in bounds fourth pick for cam today wow fourth pick for cam but can but you have a one point lead i do this is where, once again, Friends Street Sports Classic, it all comes down to the last two minutes. So, as we go through, and we're really kind of talking this out, here's what I really sort of think, is that that weather, I mean, that weather to me, that would ruin the whole experience, because when everyone comes down, you pack your shorts, you're like, let's get outside, and then all of a sudden, you're just damp. So, I think weather, what are some other factors that could really sort of impact the experience as Julio dances on you, Connor? Ooh. You know, uh, the big one wanna want to touch base on would be 
just the expensive nature of Orlando. Uh, you're obviously going, you're obviously thinking that you're going to be spending money. It's a Super Bowl after all, right? You're going to be, you will be spending money. That's, that's going to be a thing. Uh, wow. Luke Keekly saved it. I, that's amazing because I was uh, man covering Julio Jones all by myself. So I really dodged a bullet there. Uh, but no, I think, you know, when you not just add up all of the cars that you have to take because you're not walking to the stadium, but you're taking a car everywhere, you're Ubering everywhere, your rental car everywhere, right? And you'd imagine what the surge pricing on Uber would be. Uh, there's a little thing in Orlando. We, us locals, lovingly call the resort tax, uh, which would be, you know, you pay for your hotel. You know, we'll, uh, it would be more than 100 bucks a night, but, you know, we'll say 100 bucks a night. And, you know, then all of a sudden there's an extra 40 bucks and you go, what the heck is this? Uh, those resort fees are no joke. And I think, um, I think at the end you'd look at your receipt you look at, oh, it was in Orlando, it was kind of hazy, kind of rainy, kind of misty, didn't love it. And then you say, I spent that much money in an experience that I didn't really love? What? So I think that I think that you'd have some real issues there. Any, anything else? I know Rutledge, you are the you are the one who works in the hospitality industry. Any any of those sneaky expenses that I'm missing? Um, you know, you're just gonna when you well nowadays what happens in hospitality, and this is not saying the hosp I love the hospitality industry, but you know you think about when you travel, you you get there and you book online and you'll see your rate, but then there's parking and then there's um, other fees or bell fees or how much is the food in the hotel, right? Is the sandwich you're getting at the hotel six bucks or twenty or twelve or twenty two? So um, I don't think the one thing I will say is not to defend Orlando, but Orlando hospitality, you're not going to see price gouging because Orlando is expensive. It is expensive to come down and hang out here. Um, even as, you know, oh, is Cam gonna run and say, Cam with the touchdown right, dang it. Um, oh, Ron Rivera, by the way, shout out Ron Rivera for beating cancer. We support you, Friends Stream Sports. Mm, yes. Um, but there's no surge pricing, so you're not gonna pay $20 for a drink because you're already paying 12. So, definitely um, a lot of money. I think the other thing, even though we say Orlando can handle, we are at a one-point game, 36 seconds to go. Friends stream sports. It all matters in the last two minutes. That's going to go on our merch that we have if you listen to us live. So, um, the big thing, though, with Orlando is while the airports and the restaurants and everything can handle everything going on, um, our airport isn't huge. We're not Atlanta. We're not. We're bigger than Indianapolis. But Connor, you've been in a lot of airports. What airport are we comparable to, for the people out there? You know, uh, I, I would say, and and this would be just a, a nice hometown exception or example. I'd say we're we're pretty comparable to Tampa. Uh, bigger than the Indianapolis airport, which has hosted a Super Bowl. Uh, obviously not as big as, you know, Newark, LaGuardia, LAX, although I wouldn't want to fly into LAX, uh, you know, but uh, we're not Denver size, uh, but, you know, we're, we can, you know, we're, we can, we can get some folks in and out, but it's still, you can get real crowded real quick, 
and let's say you got a family in town that wants to be uh, that wants to go to the parks and maybe not Super Bowl, right? You could get caught in front of that little you know insecurity of the family that's traveling. Nothing against families traveling, love families traveling, but sometimes they just take a little bit longer, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you've got you got some some serious things to contend with uh, for sure there. But Rutledge, why don't you bring us home here and 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 I'll share a couple thoughts. But one of the things when we did our pre-show prep uh, that I think is the largest reason as to why Orlando is not a Super Bowl town is Orlando is not a quintessential bro town. Uh, it's not. It, we've talked a lot about families. We've we've given a lot of reasons to overcome the bro town factor, but Super Bowl is a bro town experience. We just don't have the bro town in us. We really don't. Um, and I sort of put that up too with a good bro town experience. Of course, is my favorite thing. Your favorite thing, college football. Here, the experience of even just going to a UCF game, if you don't live on that side of town, can be a hassle and kind of can be a pain. Um, If you're a tourist in it, you sort of hang out from downtown and south of downtown. And breweries are tiny and hidden, and they're kind of in all the residential districts. Um, You're going to end up going to a lot of... There's a flag on the play. I don't know if I have a touchdown. Illegal, illegal touching. touching. I'll accept that. Oh, I had a random touchdown where I pushed the wrong button and I was trying to give this take. So, um, the way that it kind of all goes is in the bro, in the true bro town, there'd be obvious. Like Nashville is an example, or NOLA. There's obvious places for you to go. Vegas. Imagine going to a Super Bowl in Vegas, Connor. That's like the bro capital of the world. Mm. But um, you sit there and you. You go out, I don't even know where you go out. Yeah, you go to iDrive bars, but they don't have that like local flair and soul to them. So the whole experience is not gonna be very bro-y as I just nailed this field goal once again. Um, and you're not gonna have like the go out time. I don't know, Connor, what makes, what makes a bro town for you? I know you talked about what makes a good logistical Super Bowl town, but what makes a bro town in your experience? I think that I think that the ability, especially on the Super Bowl front, to go with your buddies and you, yet again, you got to have the options, right? Golf is great during the day, but you got to have the options ahead of time. You got to you got to be able to. Uh, I don't know why I took this thing out of the end zone, but that's okay. Uh, Rutledge wins again, 36-34. No, I think uh, you know you got to have some really high-class, notable restaurants. You get down there early, good steak night. You know, there's a couple cigar bars, but man, you know, those cigar bars will get run up, you know, overrun very, very quickly. Uh, you know, that just the the things there's you got to have a lot of things to do at night, which Orlando has things to do, but it's in the daytime, so uh, could really struggle there. That nightlife piece. Uh, would be would be an issue especially if if you get some bad weather uh some bad weather nights so be the beach is an hour away but you know even our beaches you know it's not like huntington beach with a huge bustling nightlife um so i don't think orlando is a bro town i am not holding my breath for orlando to be hosting a super bowl anytime soon 
but I don't know about you, Rutledge, but that's that's kind of how I feel about it. I would love to have a Super Bowl. If we had it, I would try to go, try to be a part of it. I really think the Pro Bowl was a test for the NFL to see how it's going to go. And with, even if, Rod, and I, I don't know if Roger Goodell is at the Pro Bowl or not, but with the Pro Bowl, with the experience, with the stadium, with the testing, with everything they did, plus with the traffic to get there, I think the NFL got their data they wanted, and um, if we don't renew our Pro Bowl, they won't come. I think Pat McAfee did a take one time about uh, how the Pro Bowl used to be in Hawaii, and when he got moved to Orlando, it was just less exciting for the players because mm-hmm. you came here. So that's yeah. it. So th- those are our takes. We want, if you're out there watching us on YouTube, watching our broadcast Twitch, listening to our podcast, um, comment on our YouTube page. We want to know what you think about uh, Super Bowl in Orlando. Would you go? Would you not go? What do you think makes a good Super Bowl town? Leave that stuff. But for now, Connor, it's time for our closing picks. So before oh, we go through okay. our picks, I need to give a live update for, I'm really nervous, um, for my Georgia Southern Eagles. It is Georgia Southern 10, the University of South Alabama 3. So huge thing going on right there. There's a flag on the play with pass interference because we yanked a jersey, so we're not going to talk about that. But instead, we're going to get into... Can I, can I break a quick story? Break a story. I just came across on ESPN. I need, I need story-breaking news. Story-breaking news. Kevin Lawrence tests positive for COVID-19 will not be playing against Boston College this weekend. Oh, wow. I don't think that affects it one bit, but I think it's still noteworthy. I think that the line will move tomorrow. The so. line will move. Clemson will still be victorious and cover whatever line it gets down to. Clemson, I agree. We have a viewer. We have a Gian who's a friend of mine who's also, I know, watching the Georgia Southern game, and he saw the break of Trevor Lawrence, too. This is maddling. We need to do a 30-second reaction, I think. I agree with you, Connor. I don't think it's going to shove it too much. I think if they were playing anyone, but like if this was Clemson versus Miami weekend, right, and he wasn't playing, it'd be like, be one thing. But I think Boston College, I think they hold it. Um, I think they get in there. But I still think they, I think uh, it stays close. BC is kind of a defense, at least, or they Mm -hmm. used to. So shall we? Okay. Story's been broke. Shall we? Shall we make our picks? I know so much is happening right now. I'm so excited. Let's make these picks. Let's make um, our college picks first. We have an obvious college pick first, and that is it's Ohio State versus Penn State. We have been very outspoken that the Big Ten should not have been ranked going into this. Penn State lost. Ohio State uh, really put the really turned the heat up on Scott Frost in Nebraska. So what are you thinking with this? Ohio State wins and covers that Ohio State is going to have to go. There's going to be the Ohio State record all year and then there's going to be the Connor Ohio State record for playoff uh, to be who's going to be the number if they make the playoff. Because the season started late and we've already seen games postpone and move back in the Big Ten, uh, Ohio State's going to have to win and cover to actually win football games in my opinion. But I think that they're still going to do it. Uh, cover the 12 points and win. Rutledge, what do you think? I am going to take Penn State with the upset. I like James Franklin. I think he can figure it out. Um, I know Ryan Day has a loaded squad, and he's really shown that he's not just Urban Meyer's sub-in. Ohio State's good, but I have a feeling Penn State's going to make some type of adjustment and play it um, Happy Valley at night on a Saturday. While they won't have the atmosphere, um, I I have faith in Penn State in the upset, so I'm taking Penn State. Oh, all right. 
Now, next up, Arkansas versus Texas A&M. Aggies are 12.5-point favorite. Who you got? So you kind of picked this game, Connor. Take us through why we're talking about this game. I So so I, I will I will pull, put my cards on the table. I think A&M wins close. I think Arkansas is going to give Texas A&M everything that they want and more some. Uh, you know, trap game, A&M's been playing really, really well. Uh, but so is Arkansas. Arkansas, you know, still has some issues to overcome in terms of winning football games and turn, turn that culture around. But these guys play hard. Uh, Jimbo Fisher teams, um, you know, I think can get caught in trap games, take it from a Florida State fan. Uh, so I, I think Arkansas can slow it down, muck it up, yuck it up, uh, and, and really, really, really make Texas A&M fight tooth and nail for this. I think A&M wins in a squeaker. Uh, but if you're going to pick an underdog uh, to, you know, I'd pick Arkansas uh, with the 12 and a half points. I think Texas A&M is the second most consistent team in the SEC West. I'm taking Texas A&M. Fair enough. We'll, we'll count next week. But that brings us to our final pick, NFL. The big one on a, at a 1 o'clock kickoff, oddly enough. Uh, undefeated Pittsburgh versus one loss Baltimore. Baltimore is a four-point favorite. Who you got? I'm taking Pittsburgh in this one with the upset because it's not much of an upset. Pittsburgh recently climbed ESPN's Power Football Index this week to a large thing. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, he just makes it kind of work, and he seems to be playing different sort of football this year, and that defense is very Pittsburgh on-brand defense. I do think Lamar Jackson is good. I do think they're starting to figure it out. But... um, Pittsburgh, while they didn't play the best teams to get to this undefeated record, I think the way they sort of handled Tennessee really sort of showed everyone that, yeah, they beat the Giants and they beat some other teams, but they actually can beat good teams. So I am in on um, Pittsburgh. Nick Wright, if you're listening to me, I know you'll appreciate my my take integrity, my pick integrity, sticking with Baltimore. Baltimore's going to win. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, uh, this is going to be the weirdest sentence you're going to hear tonight. Ben Roethlisberger is the Achilles heel of this Pittsburgh team. I think he's going to make a couple throws uh, that that will end up in interceptions that the Ravens will take advantage of uh, and, and uh, go on to victory. So I'm picking Baltimore. Well, I'm going to put it out there. Once again, if you're watching with us, we want your picks. Play along with us too. Leave them in the comments. Get all of that. Follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to our podcast, whatever podcasts are. But this has been another of Friend Stream Sports, and I am Rutledge. I'm Connor. And thanks for hanging out. Have a fantastic night.